Good to see you all here this morning. How are you? Right. I'm actually really excited how many people came. This is great. I don't, I don't know if Josh said that, but I'm pumped. So, um, well, I just want to share with you a few words um, from Hebrews 4, uh, 14 to 5:10. And so, the ability to relate to people and to understand their situation um, is a powerful thing. Uh, to be able to really know what they are going through. There are many of these situations that I can relate to very well, and I I know them intimately. Um, If a middle school or a high school student or someone else comes to me and tells me that their parents are fighting and struggling and the word of divorce is mentioned, um, I know that well. I know those feelings well. I understand uh, what they're going through. I know what it means um, to grieve the death of someone that you love. If, if someone tells me that this is happening, I get it. Um, these, these feelings, they're a part of me for forever, like a scar on my skin. They'll always be there. They may fade, um, but they will be there. Um, but there are other situations that I really struggle to relate to. I don't really have any experience um, in those. Um, if someone comes and talks to me and tells me that they're struggling um, with repeated anxiety about different things, um, or they're struggling to sleep, um, or they just just can't fall asleep, or they wake up all the time, it's like, I, I don't, I just, boom, I lay down and that's it, okay? And so, it's just, it is what it is. And so, I, I can't get my mind around this stuff. I just don't quite grasp it. I don't understand it. And so sometimes when we think that a person can't relate to us in our current situation, it makes us question whether we should even tell them what's going on. It's kind of like, what's the point? Are they going to get it? Um, Are they going to grasp that? I think that comes into um, perspective a lot when we're talking about sin um, and temptations. It's like, they might not actually get it. And so why should I go through the trouble of talking with them about it? Um, But often the other person can relate to us and encourage us to hold fast um, to our confession and to our belief. And Hebrews 4.14 to 5.10 encourages us to hold fast to our confession of faith. And the reason for it is because we have Jesus. He's our great high priest. He knows us. He sympathizes with us and has experienced all that we have. So in verses 1 to 10 of chapter 5, there's a comparison made between only human high priests and Jesus, who is more than human as a high priest. And so you see there were qualifications for what a high priest must do. They, they must do these things in order to be a high priest. And so as I was studying this passage, I had to bring out a tool that I learned um, in Mrs. Peterson's seventh grade language arts class. Um, I haven't told her about this. I don't know where she is, but some of the things that she has taught me have held strong. And so the old Venn diagram came out you know, the double circle, you know, you're getting it, a little overlap in the middle. Not a triple Venn diagram, mind you, just two. So, but I, I want to start by looking at the similarities between a normal high priest and Jesus, that overlapping section of our Venn diagram. And verses 1 to 4 tell us about the requirements for a high priest. He must be chosen from among men, appointed to act on behalf of men in their relationship um, with God, and offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, and must be called by God to do the work. In verses 5 to 10, they show us that Jesus fulfilled these requirements. He didn't just show up on the scene with some sort of like proud intent and says, I will be a high priest now. 
Now, he was appointed by God to the role. And verse 7 says, in the days of his flesh. And this is showing us that Jesus is man, 100% man, 100% human. And this is actually necessary for him to fulfill the, the requirements of a high priest so he can offer gifts and sacrifices for his people. You must be a part of your people in order to offer a sacrifice on behalf of your people. So Jesus offered the sacrifice on behalf of people and the relationship with God. And, but this, however, this is like where the similarities end. There are, there are no more similarities between Jesus and these Old Testament high priests. And we can actually praise God for that because we don't want a high priest like these Old Testament high priests. We want a better one. And so because if Jesus were the same as every other high priest before him, um, we would not have the joy and the hope of eternal salvation that we enjoy today. And so a normal human high priest was tempted. Um, and this temptation, it resulted in sin. Um, he, he was not able to fully obey God's will, and instead he fell short of God's will for his life. And because of his sin, he had to offer a sacrifice for his own sin in addition to the sacrifice that he made on behalf of the people. Jesus, however, is just the opposite. When he was tempted to sin, he remained sinless. And when he was tempted to not fully obey God's will, he actually persevered in obedience. And because he was sinless, he had no need to offer a sacrifice for himself. He could fully focus on his sacrifice, the sacrifice of himself on behalf of the people in their relationship with God. And then in, in verses 8 and 9 um, there are, of chapter 5, there are a couple of confusing statements uh, made about Jesus and his actions. Uh, verse 8, um, it says that he learned obedience. And then in verse 9, it, it says that, and being made perfect. Those, those phrases, they seem to imply that at one point, maybe he wasn't perfect because he is being made perfect. Or maybe at some point, like, he was actually disobeying, but now he has learned to obey. Uh, but these statements, they must be understood in the context of verses 7 to 10, um, but also looking at the Garden of Gethsemane um, as, a, as a backdrop or a setting um, for verses 7 to 10. And as a high priest, um, Jesus came to make a sacrifice on behalf of the people, and he did this through the sacrifice of himself. He prayed fervently to God in the garden, asking that if it would be possible for the cup to pass from him. He is asking that if there would be some other way. He is wondering, even tempted, um, to turn um, from his obedience. But we know that in the very same sentence, when he asks, is it possible, he follows up with these words. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Jesus suffered in the garden in these prayers, but he fully obeyed the will of the Father. He obeyed God in his learning of obedience, and he learned his obedience through his actions. It was in suffering and trial that he was made perfect or fit to be our high priest, our better high priest who can sympathize with us with our weaknesses and our struggles and our temptations. And this suffering made him qualified for the role of our great high priest. So many of you um, are going to work after this. If you're a student, you're going to school. If you didn't know, that's your job. Um, so do it well. Uh, but you're, you're going there and you are actually qualified when you get to your job to do your job. 
Um, some of you may not feel qualified to do that job, and hopefully you're receiving a little bit of training so that you are therefore qualified um, to do your job well. And this is a good thing because it helps you to be fit for the task that you are going to accomplish. And so Jesus' suffering um, and his obedience made him fit for the task to be our great high priest who understands us and deals gently with us when we sin. So Jesus is also our better high priest because he's not a high priest for just a period of time like the Old Testament ones, but he is our high priest for forever. The priests in the Old Testament, they were limited in their time of their priesthood by their lifespan or their appointment. There had to be a new one to replace the old in this cycle. But Jesus is a priest forever. He's different than um, the priests uh, that followed Aaron. He is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And the salvation that he offers um, to those who obey him is eternal as well. His sacrifice on behalf of men, it brings eternal salvation for people, and their faith in this makes them righteous before God. And so I want to come back to where we started this morning. The ability to relate and understand someone is a powerful thing. There are times when we can doubt that Jesus truly understands um, what we are going through, but our passage this morning, it actually corrects us in that doubt. He is our better and great high priest who intimately knows us. He knows our temptations, he knows our struggles, and he understands our sins. And it is because of this that we are told to confidently draw near to him, to draw near to the throne of grace, to receive mercy and grace in our time of need. And so when you feel anxious about an upcoming event, know that Jesus has experienced this same feeling. He felt it in the Garden of Gethsemane before his arrest and his crucifixion. He knows. When you are grieving the death of someone that you love, know that Jesus understands this too. He too grieved the death of his cousin, John the Baptist, and his good friend, Lazarus. When you are tempted to sin, know that Jesus sympathizes with you because he was tempted by Satan and to have provision and food and power and safety, health and status. He is intimately aware of our temptations because he too was tempted. If you have children and 7 p.m. comes around and you're trying to get them in bed and they don't want to brush their teeth and you are tempted to get angry with them, this is myself, know that Jesus too dealt with some frustrating people, the religious leaders who just refused to get it, or his disciples. He was tempted to become sinfully angry with them. But he chose a better way to love them and comfort them and continue to offer them the truth. Students, if you're going to school and you're tempted to cut corners on your work or make excuses for why you didn't get something done, know that Jesus, too, thought, Maybe if I don't have to do this, but I will, obey, I will obey your 